know you're gonna dig this. You are a cover-up artist and you are a liar. But not a snitch. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our show. Booze and banter. Dissecting the top controversial and pivotal issues of today's world. And here's your host. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Booze and Banter. My name is Pete. And I'm Sarah. And Sarah, it's time for another podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're, so, we're always excited to do these podcasts. In fact, I can't, I always have Wednesdays on my calendar. Be yeah, there. sometimes he tries to get out of it. I did. Okay, today <laughs> I tried to get out of it. But before we get into today's subject, let's kind of reflect back. Is there any other um, things that we want to, we're on Facebook. Tell us uh, a little bit about yeah, our Facebook. So we have a You're face- our media girl, so tell oh, us about Facebook. I, we have a Facebook page, Booze and Banter. Pretty simple. We've been getting a lot of uh, traffic through it, which is cool. Um, with our last podcast that we did, our last episode, the celebrities and athletes and politics got a lot of response. We're always still looking for topic ideas. Drop us a message on that Facebook page. Let us know. That's what I love about that page because you have a chance. I mean, it's Facebook. And we're always soliciting for ideas out there. And, and a lot of you are just hitting us. With, I mean, tons yeah. of ideas. And it's great. We've got and listeners. This is one of them tonight and I feel like having that Facebook page is really... Um, a, it's, it's put us out there to a lot of people. We've had people from West Virginia listening. I was looking at our statistics the other day. Uh, you said Germany, uh, the UK. I mean, we're all over the place and we like that. We like to, and we want to hear wherever you're from, you're going to have a different take on things just due to your region and we'd like to hear it absolutely hey i want to do a shout out to your father there we did a episode a few days ago or a few weeks ago days it seems like days ago a couple episodes ago blue lives matter no it was actually (laughs) defunding the police and so forth and And you know my favorite you know it was my favorite i'll tell you why it was it was was really tough because i was in the law enforcement business and we had a guest on there and i love her dearly i mean michelle i mean this is what we do we want your opinion we don't want you to Absolutely. do with us and you know it's like this and isn't that's Fox why I really or this isn't CNN we, we want to hear this the other side this is just a conversation that's why I enjoyed having I enjoyed that podcast in particular because we had different views on it but at the very end of it guess what we found some common ground because we had a conversation we didn't label each other names we had a conversation okay what's our topic today our topic today is white privilege and do you believe you, it exists how did, how did you pick that out I will tell you how I picked it out I got a little frustrated <laughs> because this isn't the first time I've heard this analogy, Pete. You are white. I'm white. um, But let me explain something to you. When I hear the words white privilege, that that it discounts who I am. It's almost racist in itself. It is racist. That's my opinion. That's my opinion as well. And the thing that really got me wanting to do this topic is a very, and this is a video on Facebook circulating viral using the analogy of a foot race for uh, as an example of white privilege. And they say, you know, okay, you're in a foot race. You're white, so you get a 100-yard start. The black people are at the starting line. Well, this analogy is flawed already because not every white person starts 100 yards out. Right. That's absolutely ridiculous. Right. And they're trying to convey a message. It's an agenda. Right. And a lot it's of it effective. Is, it's, I mean, it plays on the emotions. Too, was, you know, it, yeah. you and I talk about this all the time. I was poor and I didn't know it. You were poor and you knew it. You right. Know, and like, the thing is, is that kind of, that post that circulated, it plays on people's emotions. So it becomes viral and it becomes like, oh my gosh, yeah, I never thought of it this way. What a great analogy. Okay, but if it's a flawed analogy, it's not a great analogy. And here's why it's flawed. Because like I said, not every white person starts out at a head start. There's some people in this country that are white, poor, living in poverty. They don't have a chance in the world. They, Their parents might have been crackheads. They live off the state, you know, welfare. Welcome to Vernon County. Welcome to Vernon County, exactly. And they are known by law enforcement as being, you know, all that 
that's their last name, they're trouble, blah, blah, blah. So they have, they have it out against them as well. And kudos to the ones who break out of that cycle and make something for themselves because they had the world against them. And it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Mexican, it doesn't matter, or Hispanic, it doesn't matter at all. But when you do an analogy where you're saying you get a head start just because you're white, that's bogus. I don't okay, care. Well, well, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Why, why can I not remember affirmative action? And it sounds I think so I, positive, doesn't well, it? It's I don't know if I mentioned it in another podcast. Uh, I have a brother, Phil. Awesome. He has associates in criminal justice and he wanted to be a cop. That's what he wanted to be. He was married mm-hmm. at the time and and uh, he flew out to Las Vegas where I was stationed out there and he applied for Metro, which tell you what, the Metro cops out there in Las Vegas, Stevie Segura, man, I know you're listening to this. I know you're a Metro cop and you're ready to actually retire. I know that. Uh, you're in my mind all the time, especially when these, these hard times that you're going through and I know you lost one of your brothers. But anyway, my brother came out there and it was kind of cool when they tested to be a cop. Like the first day they had to run a mile. He was mm-hmm. number one. It's crazy. I'm like, I, of course, sure. there's every, there's probably a hundred candidates out there. And here's my brother who was not a mile runner. He's, he's number, number one. one. So yeah. he goes to number one. So he does the testing, you know, and every day, it's like a week testing. Every day these sheets came out and he was number one in the testing. Then it was the psych test. Hey, you blew that one away, shit, Phil. I don't know how you did that <laughs> one, but he, he, I don't he know. Does, I don't know if that was a lie detector test or whatever, you know, <laughs> did I ever do bad but things as was... a child? No, I was at Quinlan. I'm <laughs> sorry. Quinlan. Well, Phil, you really passed that one. Uh, but, but when it all came out, he was number one candidate and number you know th- what they told him is uh you'll probably hire you on this the b cycle and, and why I, is that pete and because of affirmative action right and because we had to have some hispanics we had to have some blacks we had to and tell me why was that not racist it is very racist and, and it goes on today even in the colleges and we'll get deeply in that but back on phil i mean i mean it just burst his bubble and you know what he tells me today because he's a teacher and he said you know what the man upstairs and you know the man upstairs a very blessing in disguise. I mean, to see him go out there and try number one and saying, and, and I looked at him and I said, Phil, Phil's, Phil's got darker hair. Well, now we're all white hair. So we're, but Phil at the time, uh, could, I said, Phil, you could have changed your name to Hernandez and you would have been number one. You <laughs> Just know, you lie. Been, I mean, the politicians do that anyway. Look at Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> She's a Pocahontas, right? So they can do it to get ahead. Why can't we? <laughs> and it's silly that we have to do that. It doesn't make sense to me. It, you know, why, why are we can't say that, you know, racism is just one way you know white people can't be race people can't be racist against white people because it happens in but, our own but uh, policy martin luther king i mean everything was you know not being judged by the color of my skin you yeah. know and but yet we are judged by the color of our skin and you know it's beautiful part of his i have a dream speech my favorite part and it's exactly what we hope to do with his podcast he said i hope one day that my my daughter can sit down with your white daughter and have a dinner and have a conversation i mean it's not verbatim what he said but it's along those lines and i mean we welcome anybody on our podcast no matter your race creed or anything it it just makes me sick to my stomach that somebody would label us anything right because they disagree with us. Okay, I, I got something to throw out there. So I pulled something on the internet, and I, I want to, I want to hear. It, and this is obviously a fact because those that are historians out there, my father, you will back me up on this. And, and most of us his, history, we know this. You take the Japanese Americans, for example. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is an article that I read. It said for nearly four decades in the 20th century, 1913 to. 1952, and I did not know this, Japanese Americans 
illegally prevented from owning land and property yep. in over a dozen American states. I actually knew that. Yep. Uh, you know, not only land, okay? So 120,000 Japanese during World World War II, mm-hmm. I know that we had the endearment camps or the, the camps we in had California. Right, here, right. Camp Clark. Did, yeah, oh gosh, I, I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. We took everything that we took their businesses away. We took yep. everything. They stripped them of everything. Just because took of everything. Their, uh, they were Japanese American. Yep. You know, we were in World War II, you know, and, and again, that was something terrible that, that went down. And, but in 1959, again, I'm reading this from the internet, it says the income disparity between the Japanese Americans and white Americans were nearly vanished. That's 1959, okay? Now, let me tell you about today, okay? Japanese Americans outperform whites by large margins in income, education outcomes, test right. scores, incarceration rates. What do you think that is? So it's, you know what I thought? Hmm. Japanese, they're privileged. Oh, they're so privileged, yeah, right? right. We had them in internment camps just decades ago, but right. they're so privileged. So Look we, at them. they're we excelling. Them down. We, they're we excelling took, and they're excelling, out excelling us as white people. Right. They're so privileged. We, we, we stripped them, we stripped them of everything. Right. Because of the war. And I don't understand it, but I do understand it. You know, it's like the enemy was within us or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are people that migrated to our right. country, became citizens. You know, They had the world against them here. Right. And we put them in, in camps and then... You know, but but 1959, we're almost even. These people thrive, and now today, the Japanese Americans are outperforming us in every in every aspect. Uh, every so, aspect. So aren't they privileged? Well, that's let's that talk about Oprah. What would Oprah? Oprah, I know you're listening to this podcast because we're number one, and I know the Hodge twins are a close number two. No Hodge twins, I love you guys. We keep we keep bringing. You should up the be on Hodge our twins. podcast, but yeah, number two. <laughs> we, we're gonna get the Hodge <laughs> twins on here if they have to fly out here to. We'll help you boost your ratings. Come on. <laughs> we'll bl- you boost your ratings. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll be in concert like they are. These guys are funny. But anyway, is that crazy? Is That is insane. And I think it has uh, a lot to say about their uh, work ethic, their motivation, their spirit as an American citizen. They said, you know, you know you're going to marginalize us, but we're still going to overcome it. It's all about the want to. And I feel like when you have, a, it's easy to play the victim. And that's what people do in our society. And it's almost like the white privilege statement is forcing us into this victimhood of, you know, I, I, I don't want to play a victim, but I feel like I'm being victimized by saying that I'm, by, your, by you saying that I have privilege because of my skin color. That's just like saying uh, a person of this other skin color is this way. You don't even know their story. You, you know, it really hits me hard, Sarah, on this, being a veteran. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I think of my grandfather going off to World War II, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, that generation. And White I privilege, think my, right? And I think of my brother, <laughs> you know, the Marine, and, you mm-hmm. know. White privilege, really. Right. But I guarantee you, you know, folks, you want to take you want to take a model of you know a cross of all race nationalities. Look at the military. Mm-hmm. How in the heck is the military? And this is obviously a governor, uh, you know, a government institution. Mm-hmm. But the military, this one thing I will say is done it. Right. I mean, we have done it. Yeah. Promotions. Yep. Doesn't Promotion matter. Doesn't matter no, your skin you know, color. When or... I went up for uh, E8, and you know, I missed it by a couple points and stuff like that. But they had no idea I was white. There was right. no picture. There was nothing. Right. There was nothing. My name. records went up there, and it went up there, and I was promoted mm-hmm. by, you know, and I loved it. You know. Mm-hmm. That's how it should and be. And some of my black friends were promoted above me. Absolutely, and because, as, because on of merit, their merit. On, on what they did, you know. And that's and, how it should be. It should be merit based. I'm so tired of people, and it doesn't matter your skin color, your 
any of that but Even feeling sex, like you're too. owed you... something because because why because you're born a certain uh nationality you know i don't i never felt i was owed anything and i'm a woman and i could get on a whole tangent about that about how being a woman i want you i want you to be on that tangent <laughs> well about you know there is a glass ceiling in this country with women and that's fine um i've never felt that i was owed anything extra i just want to work hard to get what i so deserve you never played the victim never and there's been times where i could have absolutely but i chose no i'm not that person i'm gonna bust my ass okay. and i'm gonna earn everything i have i'm gonna throw this out here and help me out getting off subject a little bit but mm -hmm. still on the same subject black lives matter why aren't they taking that same mission statement and saying because their lives should matter no matter who's at the end of ending it if a black person the number one killer if you look at the fbi statistics black people die at the hands of black people more than anything so why don't those black lives matter they should matter why aren't we saying anything about that why aren't we putting programs in place to prevent that for prevent uh you know it's a socioeconomic thing half the time these people are are growing up in urban areas uh where gangs are very prevalent and that's all they feel like they can do when real out in reality is they're, they could, they're capable of so much but they I, have tunnel vision but I, I think the race is a black person they're like well, wait a minute that's the blame on us and it's not everyone wants to play the victim everyone wants to play the victim absolutely it's like you know and say hey we're gonna help hey we've got a problem right okay like what, but what do you mean you know instead of looking at their number one thing is and again this is another podcast is let's take a look at white cops shooting black that's black lives matters whole agenda is they want to put a spotlight on the deaths of black people at the hands of a white cop but and again this is another podcast but every time that happens i think it's like they're happy not not that someone died but yeah they are because it's like see i told you this is this it's is what's going the fire, on absolutely and are there situations like that that are wrong of course there are but that's not the major issue with the race yeah. issue right. in our when country a eight-year-old black girl gets shot at a barbecue that's and a problem. It, that's a problem. Yeah. And we need, you know what? In Chicago, Black Lives Matter. You guys need to, hey, let's let's mm -hmm. take a look at that. Let's. Why why are we doing this? They don't want to. Right. We won't get into Black Lives Matter so okay, much. Okay, we but, will. Right. But because that's we really want to do that on a podcast. But um, with the white privilege end of it, it makes us it, it cuts the conversation short because here I am trying to sympathize with um, this serious problem in our country, a problem of, you know, is there racism in our country? Well, yes, there is. There's racism in all countries. The issue, the major issue with it isn't white cops killing black people the major issue is how do i put this it's changing the way people believe you know there are racist people here absolutely it's putting a bigger division. when you're when you when you pool all white people in with them if you say well because you don't agree with black lives That's, matter you're a racist you are cutting the conversation short and you're wrong because i'm not but, racist but, but that's actually a racist on, on you know, yes. it's on white people. I hate to say that because I'm not a victim. Of, you know, I'd never felt that I was a victim. You know, I look. I but they want to the categorize story. you. They want to label they you. Categories, but they don't want to know about Alice Quinlan that came over. You know, from no. Ireland and couldn't get a job because she was Irish and she, she was, was poor Catholic. Immigrant, but you know what? Yeah. yeah, you know, they they don't want to know that. But yes, we did that. They don't want to know that because it doesn't fit the agenda. Uh, I wish we had Sean. And every time I hate saying this because Sean's probably like, gosh, they always talk about me well we but just need you on here but, already <laughs> uh, sean would really be great because he was in a predominantly well it was a 14 different languages different country 
Louise. Oh, the school he taught yeah, in? Yeah, the school he taught to. And he, I, I never went through what Sean did, and he brought it to my attention. In fact, the first time I ever heard white privilege, my brother brought it, and I thought it was a joke. And he said, no, Pete, that's that's what I, I have to go through there. I sit there. I said, Sean, what do you say? He said, I sit there and listen. Yeah, and I said, wow, what can you do? You know, I'm a white male, and I'm in this. Because if you say anything, you get labeled, and you get labeled something that you don't want to be labeled. And it's, I think that's unfair. I think it's, uh, and actually, it ties in with white privilege. Um, uh, it's a new term. It's new terminology, and it's called virtue signaling. And if you're ever on Facebook, okay, and you've got a white friend, a white friend, and they're posting about Black Lives Matter, and, uh, you know, I'm supporting it, which is fine. They can support what they want. But then when you counteract it, and say you comment on it and say you're a, dom- that's a domestic terrorist organization, I don't agree with it, this white friend of yours will call you a racist, because you don't agree with what they believe. That's virtue signaling, and it's very wrong. Bigotry. It's bigotry. Bigotry, big time. And who who made you the authority on what's racist or not? Right. And that pisses me off, Pete, (laughs) to no end. Did you hear that? I'm I'm sure your dad heard that. You said pisses me off. I'm going to read something. uh, (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this, but the Trump administration has instructed federal agencies to end racial sensitive training, such as white privilege. Mm -hmm. He said... It is, is, is putting a division in our country. Absolutely it is. And, and he's none of the funding. So uh, North High School up there mm-hmm. that that has a cease and desist. What yeah, they, because what you know what that does? With, it serves the I don't the know divide. if Sean knows that. I'm sure Sean is pretty up to speed when you it comes to create, that. You want to create a race war? You want to create a racial feud? Start, you know, why, how is calling names to white people any better than doing it to black people it's not and it's not okay why can't everyone just get along uh i don't under i've never understood it i've always i was raised a certain way where you know you treated everybody no matter how they looked no matter their race their creed their religion you treated everybody with respect just like you wanted to be treated it's the golden motherfucking rule do unto others as they do unto you and i don't understand this white privilege nonsense because what it is saying is just because i'm white i have created i have been horrible to black people because i'm white because i was born white i am victimizing black people by my privilege and i don't have privilege i worked for everything i own i work for everything that i have we're in vernon county uh missouri and there are not a lot of blacks or Hispanics. I mean, yeah, we're, know, we've, we're predominantly it's, it's white. It's increased over right? the years. Uh, it's probably, probably, I would say, lower income. Yeah. I don't know. Probably medium, I think, is probably $25,000 a year. Yeah. You know, that, that's it's a small group of people that hold the wealth in our right. county, for sure. Very, very small group. Throw that out there to students, and they're like looking at you like, what are you talking about? What, white privilege. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's it's you know, just my a mother, weird. My mother's in treatment. I don't have a father. I, you know, yeah. this is how I. You know, and that's, I have. You know, I I know students that are on their own since right. they were 14 years old going to school, and the only reason they're and there. And that's not a white person story. It's not a black person story. It's the American story anymore. Right. A lot of people come from broken homes, and they say, you know, the problem with the black on black violence is due to lack of a father. Well, guess what? There's a lot of white kids that grew up without fathers, and they went a different route in life. I I know that you know you done a lot of research on this but i'm going to throw this name out there oprah you know i love what she does i love her background i love you know 
know, uh, I, I, a lot of things that Oprah has said, I've actually taken heart to mm -hmm. when it comes to people that are bad in your life, you distance yourself with, Definitely. surround yourself with good people, you know, I, I love that, people. But, but when she talks about white privilege, it, it just irks me. And, isn't and I she don't, so it, privileged? Isn't that you know, funny? And that kind of went back to our other one, you know, as far as celebrities, you know, this is who I am. So, and people believe that, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, what's funny is we had somebody post some questions to us not too long ago and it got a little heated. It was off the podcast, obviously, but you know, they said, name a show, you know, they, they were, they were going into the pretense that there was no, um, representation of black people in entertainment or culture or anything like that. Name a show. It's all predominantly black casted. And I said, well, blackish, I mean, it's in the title. Well, that wasn't good enough. That wasn't a good enough answer. Okay. Right. Well then empire. Nope. That's an Emmy winning show. Nope. Well, the not BET good enough answer. Network. The whole BET network. Okay. And then it was, okay, well name a LGBT, LGBT led show that was popular. Will and Grace. Modern Family. You just want to, it's won a shit ton of Emmys with a lead as a gay character. The L word. Um, I could go on and on and on with that. So you can, you can play the victim and you can make excuses and say, well, we had, we're underrepresented. I don't believe that. I don't, I believe there's a time. Absolutely. You were, I don't think today's the day that that's the case. Those are great points. Uh, I, I, again, I wish I had Sean on here cause he could, he, he could probably fill in what was taught to him. Mm -hmm. But one of the, one of the things that I've read, and again, this is from Trump's coming down through it is, you know, the white people is the cause of racism I mean that I mean that's the premises of it mm -hmm. uh, I love the Hodge twins man they, they talk about white privilege so, so, <laughs> all right you're in an interview oh you're white okay you got the job okay well you're black okay let's let's talk about it you know yeah I, has it ever happened for you Pete that way I never got a job for being white. No, never, white not ever. And I've been up against candidates of multiple creeds and races. And I never got a job for being white. I got a job based on my merits. Absolutely. Right. And that's how, I, and you, I'm not saying that. that Do you know why I had my job? You know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I tell people this all the time is I didn't make the first cut. I, yeah. I, I was, I did, I did not make the first cut because of where I was at the time and things that I did in the military. See, so to get the job that I have, you had to, uh, you know, talk about any, you know, training that you had or in right. the military or so forth. And your resume, and I, you know? I, I, didn't, I didn't make the cut. There were eight candidates before me that went and actually one of them was black. Mm -hmm. Okay. They all interviewed him. Did you feel like you were uh, being shit upon for being white? No. <laughs> I didn't get the job. <laughs> and you know what? I was pressing on to be a history teacher. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I got a call. And, and what I found out later was I interviewed. It, it's kind of a weird situation to be an instructor. What I do is I had to be interviewed by any. It, it didn't have to be. It just happened to be mm -hmm. the, the place that I wanted employment. I had to get a, like a rating card of all the people. Uh, the, the guy that was in charge at the time said no I want that man that came in here this guy was sharp he knew what he was talking about he could relate to his students I, he's well spoken I mean these are all he's telling me these things I'm like man I, I really gotta right. oh, wow you put a lot of pressure on me yeah no kidding but yeah we had to go through that process and I, I still to this day I, I don't always talk about it but 
I don't think I've even told you about this, but one of the candidates was from the Kansas City area. Okay. And he was one that sat in there. And then he's like, well, I didn't want the job anyway. You know, that podunk place out there. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you didn't get the job because you weren't what they were looking for. It wasn't, right. it wasn't the color of your skin. It's as simple as that. It was as like, simple as that. You know, and, and to this day, we're friends. We talk right. about it, you know, but it's still, it's in the back of my mind every time I talk to him, you know. It's well, like, sure. You know. And, you know, and we're not discounting racism. It exists. And, you know, we can't speak on behalf of every person's experience with that. But I can tell you my experience as a white woman, I've never felt like I had a thing handed to me because I was white. Not ever. I have always worked for everything I have. And so when I hear people in today's vernacular saying that, white what, privilege, Isn't that white how privilege. we were raised? I mean, isn't yes, that, absolutely. this is how we tell our students, hey. We were both okay. one of six kids. We were both poor. Hey, we had to work but for the things we have. But you could do it. You could do it. You can Stand do up. it. Is this, is this is your passion? Stand and up I for don't what believe, you believe in. And I do. don't believe that any culture in our country has uh, a prevalence of saying you can't do it. You know, I look at Barack Obama, a black man president of the united states for two terms two terms not so, one but two i thought that was i mean regardless of your your stance with him whether you agree absolutely. with his politics or anything absolutely and i won't how take it away how great was that though to show little black kids everywhere you could be the president of this nation here's a rep- here's a here's an example of it there's no excuse all you have to have in the life is the want to now people might say well he was privileged he had a white mom you know what I mean? Right, yeah. you, you're not going to escape the excuses. And I, I've always been taught excuses, no, no, valid, no matter how valid they are, they're still excuses. If you want something bad enough, you will have it. I believe that. And you know, and that goes with the sexes too. You know, I, I look at females for president. I mean, Candace yeah. Owen, would be gonna, I, that girl needs to run for president. Yeah. I mean, this girl is just, you know, and, and it's not because she's black. It's right. not because she's a woman. It's not, you know, it's you well, s- we need to get you, a woman in the No. No, this is the woman that I would vote for, and I'm a feminist, and I will stand on that, and I'll I say would vote I, for that woman I won't, I won't vote for a woman to be president just because she's a woman. Look at Hillary Clinton, for example. I didn't vote for her because you know why I didn't vote for her, Pete? Because I don't want the first woman president to be such a goddamn disaster that everyone's like, "Why well, don't want another woman president ever again?" This was the example that you, you know set why I didn't for vote us. for. Her? I didn't look at it because she's a woman and, and it was the Clinton, whatever. Right. I didn't look at it because of the Democratic. She never stood, she never once said, this is what I'm going to do. She never stood for a damn thing. Okay, she so switched here, on here it. Here comes this guy that's just off the wall and he's still an unmade bed. He's the president of the United States. I'm going to vote for him again. Not a politician and said, hey, this is what's wrong with America and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to fix it. All that Hillary would do is like, he's an unmade bed. He's a piece of trash and vote that's for me. That's their platform. That's the platform now with and Biden is it's not hey here's what I'm running on it's here I hate Trump Trump's so bad look how bad Trump is and I wish it's most, not, this is what I stand I wish most for. Americans would look at the substance and not the skin color right you know we're not this white privilege we're not this let's look at the best candidate and the, I think the thing that hurts Trump and this is me speaking there's things Sarah, that hurt Trump there's things that hurt his image to the nation and the thing that hurts Trump is and he can't control this. Let me, let me clarify this. This is something out of his control. You, <laughs> That's why I like him. You, you, he's a, but, uh, but he can't control this fact. So there are going to be people that support people who aren't the people that support you might not always be the savory of characters. They might not be the best. So maybe he has racist people that support him. Maybe they're the loudest. I don't know. But that gives a bad image for all of his supporters. And so all of a sudden, Trump's a racist. You know he, what I mean? But 
Yeah. And that's not accurate. Exactly. He's he gets be the, the job exterminator. done. That's why you vote for him. Done. You didn't He's vote for him because unmade. you saw all these other supporters that might be racist that voted no, for him. No, absolutely not. Who gives not. a shit about what they and, think? And it wasn't, and, and I hope our election's not that. I want, okay, I want people, you know what? Sit there and look what our candidates are offering. Not the color of their skin, not who they, you know. Hey, I, my vice president's going to, this female. Right. You know, this black. Oh, yeah, talk might, about pandering. You know, Joe Biden, old white man. So what's he going to do? He's going to get a, uh, a well, she's not African-American. We can get into that if we want to. They call it the Harris-Biden ticket. That's not the Biden-Harris ticket. Oh, Isn't my that funny? Lord. It's like, if you can't see that, that's pandering. It's just like when Hillary got, what Why was do we name? agree so much? We, we, need to, we need to find one of those subjects where <laughs> well, we Well, I don't. do disagree with you on some things, uh, 100%. Um, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, when it comes to people who want to immediately say that people are privileged because of their skin color, that just, that rubs me the wrong way because I grew up in a very podunk place where it, I mean, there were no minorities, there were no black people, right. so some of the white people were the minorities, that makes sense? Is it, it, and I was part of that minority, right? you know? Absolutely, so I was there right there I was underprivileged. You. I didn't know it either. I was underprivileged. Right. And so for someone to say, oh, you were just, you had everything handed to you, you had it great in life, you had, you had the best of everything. You had a hundred yard Bullshit. start. You had a hundred yard start. I had a hundred yard start with my duct tape tennis shoes I wore to school because we couldn't afford to get new shoes for me. We couldn't buy the snowmobile boots. We had to put yeah. the uh, bread wrappers inside the galoshes. I don't think I've ever told you the story, Pete. When I was a young girl, we were very poor and we had our electricity and our water shut off. And my mother, bless her heart, she would not have us kids go to school unshowered. So she took us. That's what my, that's what she, mothers do. She took us to the park here in town. They had a water. Tear, I got a tear. That, that she, is so sad. We had a water, they had a water spigot at this park. Mama you never told park. me this story. And she took us out there in our swimsuits, shampoo and soap, and we're bathing you know ourselves what? in See, the water spigot in my the parents city water. Would do the, it didn't happen to me. My parents would do the same thing and make a game out of it. And we were like, uh, we're it was fun. And we were the luckiest people in yeah. the world. Oh, I, that's what we, that's how my mom did it. She's like, we're going to go play in the water spigot at the park. It's going to be fun. We're in our swimsuits. Oh, by the way, here's some soap. Clean up. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's because we had our water shut off. That was a, that was a, I don't want to say it was a common thing for me as a kid, but it was something that it was just, it, when it happened, it happened. I, and we, the thing is, is like, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't think it was fun. I knew something was up. Um, I know my mom, she probably felt devastated by having to do that. And for, you know, I remember these things from my childhood, these moments of just, I went, when I was very aware of how poor we were. And I always but is your said, mother to this day very proud of you? She's so proud of me. My Both my parents Absolutely. are. And my stepdad and my stepmom. So. And they're all very proud of me because I came, they know what I went, you know, they went through it with me. They were my parents. And so they understood the poverty we dealt with. We weren't poor when it came to love, but we were poor when it came to money. And it showed, you know, I, I was wearing my cousin's hand-me-down clothes to school. He was a boy. I was dressed like a boy. I, it was evident. My cousin would tell people, oh, that's my poor cousin. <laughs> She's wearing my clothes. Could be cruel at times. I didn't have an easy upbringing with that, but it also motivated me. I didn't say I'm going to be a victim of my circumstances. I'm just going to be poor forever. This is my lot in life. I'm going to cry I Oprah Winfrey and this I is who I, my parents action. are who I am and this is what happened. Yeah. I took action because my parents looked at me and said, you you are destined for bigger and better things. Right. While we're sitting 
sitting there being poor as shit, my parents are saying, you can have it all. And so I, they said, you have to work hard. You're, you're not getting a handout. You, you don't have a good last name in this you town. You don't have that people, white privilege. People don't know you in this town. You have a nothing name because we are poor. You have to work for people to know your name. You have to work for people to know who you are. And that's what I've done my entire adulthood. And I'm proud of where I am today. I am known in the community for good, for good things. All right. This is halftime right now. I, I Believe it or not, it seems like we've been only talking about five minutes, but we're halfway through our show. This bit. is Booze and Banter. My name is Pete. And I'm Sarah. And we'll be right back after this message. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Booze and Banter. My name is Pete. And I'm Sarah. Where did we come up with that? That's kind of a catchy little, I'm Pete, I'm Sarah. That's what we're kind of known for at this point. That and saying right. absolutely a lot. Well, <laughs> well, you know, the Hodge twins have, yeah. So we have absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Pete. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah. Everybody wants to know who's Sarah. Yeah. Wouldn't you like Sarah? to know? Wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> so we're talking about white privilege. I mean, right now that just makes my skin crawl when I. Yeah. I and, mean, and, and again, I, I know you have a lot more to say about white privilege at night. We, we get sidetracked a lot and that, that's our booze and banter. That's what we do. Absolutely. But <laughs> absolutely. There you go. But let's, let's get right back into the subject of white privilege. So we're talking about white privilege. <laughs> yeah. So what we were talking about during a little break just then, which I'm, I hope you guys listen to our sponsor just now. Um, but we were talking about, we well, let's talk about sponsors. If you want to sponsor us, you know, give us a call, get on that Facebook that Sarah created. Awesome. Facebook. It's kind of funny because I can't really see what it looks like because I see all the, all the hits and stuff. Uh, please leave a comment, you know, and if you disagree, I want to hear it, Absolutely. you know, because you know what, we're going to bring it out sometimes. And we're going to say, Hey, you know, Billy Joel said that, Hey Pete, right. I think you're full of shit, you know? And, yeah. and when Oprah gets on there, cause I know she will, cause yeah, we're the and, number one podcast. And I know it seems like a lot, you know, we, Pete and I agree on a lot of things. There's things we don't agree on and we'll, We'll get to those topics. I don't think Pete's going to yes, like me will. when we do those topics. No, that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about, about having a conversation. Um, but during our break, I, I kind of talked about um, some instances of where I absolutely didn't have white privilege growing up. Pete and I have a similar upbringing. We were very poor. Uh, I talked with him during the break no, about how... we were how rich, but we were rich poor. Rich with love. Rich absolutely. With love. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember those instances when I was a kid. We didn't have anything. We we had love, but we, we didn't have the best of things of materialistic things so that was white privilege i was not privileged i was privileged with love for sure i had that blessing but you know when i went to college i'm the only i'm the only one of my siblings that went to college it's is an expensive endeavor you really? I, didn't, I didn't know that yep I'm, I'm the only one in my family that went to college and but you had a you had a stepsister or a half sister that RN, my half sister uh, but she did that as an adult right. you know like and, and i'm so proud of her for that i'm she so had, proud of her she, had she, even was more my, obstacles. she was in my program right and she had even more obstacles um, because she had three kids at the time and was married and she still put herself through her in school. Yeah. I did not Amazing. know that. But um, of my mom's kids. What's her name? You can mention her Amber. name. Amber. What up, Love Amber? You, Amber? That's my Amber. sweet, sweet sister. Um, but you my rock, mom's, Amber. Of my mom's kids, I'm the only one to have gone to college and, you know, I had to bust my ass growing up. I had to make honor rolls so I knew I could get my college paid for because the funds weren't there. We didn't have money, but there was no college fund for me. There's no trust fund. So I worked my ass off Are to get good grades. Are you kidding me? You're white, though. Oh, I know. I should have had that right <laughs> okay Pete, you're being silly <laughs> uh and so i didn't have like a car when i was 16 i didn't get these things handed to me um and so mine was 400 dollars. well did you pay for it 
Well, oh, sorta. you're so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that, and I, you know, I went to college. And Gas was only uh, five dollars. I could go all week at a Volkswagen. V-dub. I uh, I I went and got college scholarships. I got student loans. My mom busted her ass to help pay for it when I was there too, just to make sure I was still in the meal program. Um, all kinds of things. It wasn't easy. I, I worked hard. I paid off those loans finally. Um, let's go a few back years to the ago. Japanese Americans. Yeah. Okay. Let's. You know what? They were stripped of everything. Okay. We talked about 1959. They were almost even. Yeah. So in the war effort, we took their businesses away. We we put them in the camps. We put them, you know, and they're like, we we will thrive, you know. And I'm not white. Yeah. In fact, what a group that would say. You know, what about us? It sounds like they have an enduring spirit, and they didn't become. They didn't play the victim. Right. That's all it takes. Don't play the victim. There's a lot of Japanese Americans today who could say, you know what? My parents were in that camp. My grandparents were in that camp. Do you think that they want a reparation, Pete? Yeah. Where's my money? Do you hear them saying that? No, I don't. No. Why is that? Because they're on to bigger and better things. Why are we living in the past? We're not ignoring it. It happened. It was horrible. Absolutely. And you know, that's what, you know, I go back to history. We need to know our history. Absolutely. And we need and to learn tearing from Tearing our it. statues down and it. here we go on another rampage. But yes. we need to know that. You know what? We need, we don't need to erase our history. Right. And well, Just my, like Germany, you know, we need to know, hey, guess what? Six million Jews. Yeah. And that's what I was actually getting ready it's to bring a, up. It's something Germany, we're not proud of. They don't, have a, they don't have a statue of Hitler, obviously but they do have their concentration camps. This is what happens with racism. Here's what happens with uh, hate towards a certain group of people. You have a concentration camp. And why do you think we they keep take that up? Why do you think to remind keep that them. To remind, absolutely. Now, that's what America is missing. I'll tell you that. We don't have, uh, they don't have a monument at the lynching trees. They don't have that. Do you know in Korea? Maybe they, they should. You know, you know in Korea, I was, in, I was stationed in Osan, Korea. There's this old tree. It's huge. I have no idea. That, that, I mean, it looks like a bonsai tree, but right. it's, it's enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's got this branch. It just towers over the... And that was a lynching tree. Yeah. And and this is when the Japanese came into Korea and hung the Koreans. Mm-hmm. And they keep that. And there's a memorial by it. They, that's how it should be. And we don't have that here. We, we don't, don't have, tear that down. We don't burn need, the tree. We don't, to, we don't destroy the tree. We don't... We. It's a right. reminder that... It's a hey, reminder and Absolutely. that this and th- torrid history happened in our history. Yes, but I think that's uh, that's another podcast, obviously. But I, I think we say that's, that a lot. I th- well, I think that is a, a, an important point. Like there, there's an issue in our country where I'm not saying take down the statues of the Confederate soldiers, but maybe also in addition to leaving those up, you have these types of things. You have where you know this is where the hoses came out in Birmingham. This is where this many people were lynched for being black. Do you know, I was stationed at Pope Air Force Base. Talking about statues I was stationed at Pope Air Force Base which was right outside of uh, Bragg Fort Bragg and my, my father of course the history guy he says do you know Braxton Bragg I said dad I have no idea what you're talking about he says that's what they named the army post he was a confederate officer yeah and I'm like are you kidding me dad and they're like no that's that, that post was named and right now I know Fort Bragg is under fire to change your name. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. 
You know, this is, you know, this is history. The easiest way to repeat history is by erasing it. And that's what's going to happen. Don't you think we're doing that now? I Abs- mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we read the history books now. Yep. And, and this is what this is what scares me. And I never understood what my dad would say about history. And this is what scares me now, being the age that I am now, is are we going to forget history? And when we forget we history, we, down, we will. And we repeat history. Yep. You know, you know, my and dad's probably looking at this going, hey, I remember what we were doing this. This yeah. is back in the 60s. Have we not learned? Is no. There racism, and, is there racism in the, in the United States? Oh, sure. Yes. And here's the thing. Is that, it rampant here in Vernon County? I, I wouldn't know as a white day? woman. I don't know. But uh, do I think it exists in Vernon County? Yeah, I do. I don't know if that's rampant. I do know it exists. I've heard things said. I know it exists, but here's the thing, and you kind to of what you, point? you kind of broke, but I mean enough to where it's going to make a person uncomfortable, you know, um, especially if you're a person of color um, because of skin color. Yes, and I, like I said, I can't speak to it because I'm a white woman in this community, so I will be accepted. But I'm sure there's individuals that don't feel accepted, and I'm not going to speak to their um, their personal story with that because I don't know. I can't I can't say it for them. But here's the thing, and you brought it up a little bit, talking about how history is repeating itself. So and I've brought this up in a podcast before I, I saw a great documentary on Netflix about the LA riots called LA 92 and they focus on that it. they show clips from back in the 60s yep. where these things were happening and then they show the LA riots and that's where it ends but it's not where it ends because look at today it's still happening um, and that LA 92 documentary it really affected me I, I had to stop it because I was crying because you know when the LA riots happened they were stopping people at this intersection white people and beating the shit out of them for being truckers, white truckers Remember they the, beat the, the shit out of that man in LA yes. they had footage of it in this documentary and it broke my heart and I was like it's happening today Why? it's the and, same thing is happening today two wrongs don't make a right Absolutely. do I believe that black people maybe that happens to them sometimes because of they're black probably but here's the thing doing it in reverse isn't going to solve the issue and i feel like that's kind of the mentality anymore like you know what you've had enough for so long we're taking it from you we're taking it and you're going to deal with it because you're white and you have privilege i love this podcast because we're able to actually talk it out and i will say being a white male we don't have that privilege a lot because we have to remain silent because, because why when we do because when we do speak out you're we're racist. racist you're a white supremacist right and if i and don't it's believe not, and, and you I believe racism exists and you believe that it's, it's a bad not thing just black. it's there's the white people yeah they're just like yes i am white privileged i saw it on oprah that's virtue signaling like i said earlier that's just saying oh I've, i'm so ashamed for being white and i'm gonna call out my white okay. friends and call I, them I, racist this is offline okay. we were talking about my my daughter who's 12 years old love her to death oh my god you know, I, I love my boys. My boys know that. But this little girl came into my life, and I think the man upstairs says, Pete, you need this little girl. This yeah. little girl came to me one day and said, Dad, I heard you talk about Black Lives Matter, and it does matter. And, and, and Well, but, absolutely but, Black Lives Matter. Well, and, and I try to explain to a 12-year-old what they're all about without being, you know what I mean? It, right. I don't, I don't want to go to... Right, because we were going to have a podcast specifically about that. But you had a great point that I, I had read in your bullet points about it, about you can have a name that is obviously true, Black Lives Matter. Well, of course they matter. Right. They do matter. Right. But just because your your name is inherently true doesn't make your cause 
just because what they're doing is not okay. Let's look at our Japanese American. You know, your life matters. Look what you do. Look, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it's do you just, think? But the, the difference is, and I don't know. I'll have to look at the statistics. But from what you've told me of the statistics of that and how they've overcome that and they out excel white people, they didn't play victim. They said, man, we were shit on and we're going to bust our ass and we're going to prove them wrong. Right. And look at us excel. Hey, prove people wrong. Don't play the victim because it's right. the easy way out. That's why I'm proud of my, the Irish Americans. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm American. I, I'm not, I, you know, my aunts, I mean, they came from Ireland. Yeah. And I'm very proud of my grandmother and, you know, and what they had to endure. And, and I'm very proud of what she did and what she, the obstacles, but seeking monetary because of what my grandmother went through, right. I would not ever think in my wildest dream that I am owed something for what my grandmother well, went no. through. No, why? And this, is, and this is in my lifetime. This is not, right. you know, you know, 1860, you know. And the problem is, is people are so quick to pull the racist card. And I, I'll speak to, I'll be vague about it, but there was a specific incident here locally where this young black woman who was underage was getting into the bars with a fake ID. And when one of the bar owners found out that she was using a fake ID and said, you can't be in here. I said, well, you racist. You're a racist. Right. It has nothing to do with your skin color, honey. You're underage. You're not supposed to be in here drinking. I could lose my liquor license. But you're going to make it about your race. Why? Because you want to be the victim? That's what it is. Right. And I hate that. I hate it too. And you're going to label me something because I told you that this isn't okay? Like, come on. And I'm not saying that's true across the board. I don't think that all all people of minorities do that. But it's prevalent enough that's causing an issue. It's causing a fucking, uh, sorry for the language. It's causing... I'll verna- beat that out, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I can't. causing... That PO sister of yours is just <laughs> uncontrollable. I just get fired up because it's so prevalent. It's not... It's not so common, but it's common enough that they've created a term called white privilege to make us feel bad. I tried so hardly. And and folks, when when Sarah calls me up and says, Pete, this is our subject or, hey, what do you think? And, you know, we we bounce, you know, ideas around. At the end of the conversation, we can agree to disagree. disagree. But do we need to throw those names out there? No. Hey, you're not a racist because I don't agree with you. All right, Sarah, this has been fun. Let's get our final thoughts. My final thought is you, I hate the term white privilege. I think it's uh, it's a racist term. I think if you can't fight racism with racism, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you're not going to tell a, a disenfranchised group of people, no matter what their skin color is, that they are privileged just because of their skin color. That's horseshit. And I will not stand for it. And I'm not going to be called a racist because I disagree with it. That's, that's nonsense. Come up with better terminology come up with better vernacular and don't name call grow up you just read my papers anyway (laughs) but you know I I agree and I'll just add to this I said you know in in all our podcasts communication is the key you know sit sit down and and, and let's talk about it let's you know let's let's, we can be friends and not agree it's so easy you know I'm friends with Pete and I don't agree with 98% of the shit he says I can't even stand her ass at that time you know thorn in my ass yeah right thorn in my ass (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to booze and banter my name is Pete and I'm Sarah and that's a wrap we'll see you next week when we talk about who knows what